episode 11 of Scott Survive Survivor. I am Brandon Weber, and today we'll be talking about episode 12 of Survivor Africa, The Big Adventure. And of course, uh, this podcast would not be complete without uh, this man who is going through Survivor for the first time. And uh, here he is, Scott Watson. Scott, how are you today? It's me. I'm great, Brandon. Excited to talk about everything that happened in this episode. Yes. Yeah, it was a fun one. I think a little bit lacking in the Survivor game department, but a lot going on with the people. So we'll probably spend a lot of time talking about some of these uh, wild things that these people are doing in this episode. Yeah, this was definitely... I didn't think Tom could uh, surprise me more as a human, but he did yet again in this episode. I felt like several times I was watching this and I was like, I wonder which of these moments Scott is going to be like most um, surprised by or most confused alarmed. by. Yeah, alarmed. Yeah. So we'll find out through this episode, which was the, the one that takes the cake for what um, what terrible or insensitive thing did Tom do in this episode? <laughs> well, let's dive in. We started this episode on Moto Maji on day 31, the day after... Uh, Frank was voted out of the game, and Lex is making making a bracelet now. He's taken a page out of the Young People on Samburu's book, and he's yeah. made himself a bracelet. Nothing yeah, really comes to that. Well, I think it's uh, it's a very Lex moment. How he's Ethan's just kind of sitting there enjoying the morning, and Lex comes over and he's like, "Hey, check out this bracelet I'm making." And Ethan just has no interest in it, in it at all. But Lex. He wants to be the guy that, I don't know, like, I don't know, a few episodes ago, he was doing the whole Uber spoon thing. He's like, hey, look at this bracelet I'm making, you know, trying to seem personable. So it's not all just strategy. Yeah, he's like, it has all these loops in it that you can put it together and tie it around you. And he's like, yeah, tie it as tight as you can. And Ethan's talking about he feels alone in this game. It immediately goes from this moment of attempted or at least apparently attempted friendship to Ethan saying that he feels alone. Yeah, he says he enjoys the people here, but they've only known each other for a month, and so he kind of feels alone. And I I know what Ethan means. Like, you are close, you know, geographically, obviously, to these people. Mm -hmm. You've been living with them, but, like, you, you... And we've heard from them that they get close enough that it's hard to vote them out. But you don't yeah. have that level of deep connection that you do with, say, your family. And so conveniently, mm. we get that from Ethan, and then we go to the challenge when they're going to get to watch videos of their family. Right. This is kind of a thing we've seen before with just uh, Richard talking about how we, we don't really know these people from what we've seen them, uh, from the time we've seen them. But then they have this challenge where we look into their backgrounds, and then we really realize we know nothing about these people or who they are, we we really don't even know their personalities very well. Just I would say, watching the show. I would say the one, the one uh, contradiction to that is I feel like we've gotten a pretty good idea of Big Tom and his background. That's true. I guess we could have predicted that uh, his wife, son, and father are exactly like him. Yeah, I think so. So they got they they go to get the mail for this challenge. Um, did you like Lex saying? You've got mail, as uh, if this is uh, old-timey, like, 
AOL, I think, email coming in. Yeah, it's a very dated reference, but it's a very dated show. Yes. Yeah. We're about we're we're talking about something that was 20 years ago. So, mm-hmm. uh yeah. Uh, it makes sense that we'll get some dated things. Another thing that's dated is the giant TV that is back for season 3 to show these videotapes that their family members sent to them. Yeah, it might be even bigger this time and I think flat screen if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. I don't know about flat screen. Uh, I don't remember seeing the back of it. Um, I mean, just the physical screen. It wasn't one of those curved, oh, it wasn't curved. CRT hmm. screens. I don't know. I didn't pay Maybe close enough attention to tell. Uh, when I think flat screen, I think like the whole thing is flat. Yeah, so it's like I don't think it was one of those. F- yeah. Oh, yeah. It was definitely like a 200-pound <laughs> television set Yeah. that has who knows what they're using the back of that TV for. Yeah, I don't know. They're hiding it, though, with the box that it's in. Mm-hmm. Um, before the challenge, I noticed that their fire is, like, really big at camp. Like, they have a roaring fire, and uh, it scared me a little that somebody was maybe going to fall in. Oh, yeah. I didn't I didn't even notice the fire was roaring. Yeah. That's it was, cool. It was huge. Um, you know, if it's big enough that the smoke is high enough, you can't inhale it and fall into it. That's a that's a good strategy, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they do they do the tree mail where it's like one word per page again, which is like the most frustrating. Like it has to be the most frustrating thing to read. Yeah, it's hilariously frustrating. We see Kim. I don't even think this is intentional, but Kim Powers is in the background with her mouth like kind of slightly agape. Like it seems like this is the most annoying thing she's ever heard in her life. Is Lex trying to string these words? one word on a page into a cohesive sentence it when was, it really just sounds like he's talking like this it was terrible i hated this so much truly really it was so it was so many words too it wasn't just like a sentence or two yeah it, it wasn't like a fun little coded message it was just an inconvenient way to convey a message to the survivors yeah but a convenient way to convey messages to the survivors is through VHS tapes sent hey. by their family members. Uh, we're going to get videos from their loved ones, and then the winner of the challenge is not going to uh, get anything related to their family, right? It's just going to be that they get to go on the safari. Yeah, you know, I actually didn't even make that connection until now. You're right. I don't think any of them got to send messages back to their family. They were only getting things uh, from their family. Yeah, unless like Tom and Lex were so distracted by the alcohol that they like missed the cafe that was in that resort that they were at. Yeah, we had this whole section where they contacted their families, but they were so drunk, we had to cut it completely. Yeah. Oh yeah, maybe that's true. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna start with Kim Johnson, and uh, I think her grand, one of her grandkids called her Kippy. So maybe That's we right. should do that so we can differentiate her from Kim Powers better. Yeah, I have to wonder if when she gets voted off, it'll just be a bunch of Kippies. Now <laughs> yeah. that now that they know. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna vote for Kippy instead of Kim Johnson. But after this episode, Kim Powers is gone, so there's not as much confusion probably. Hmm. Yeah, that was such a. Uh, inconse- I know we'll get to it, obviously, but it felt like a really inconsequential vote off. It was just like, oh, well, she's gone now and really wish it would have been Lex, but... That it was not to be in this episode. Not to be. No. Um, 
Yeah, so Kim Johnson's family is first. She's got a lot of, I don't know, uh, kids and grandkids talking to her, and so that's that's very exciting for her. It gives her the strength to go on. And then we met T-Bird, and we meet T-Bird's parents, her husband, and her kids. One of the kids said that he's praying for her, and the yeah. other one said that she's sleeping with a monkey bed. Mm-hmm. Which do you Which think is... is better for T-Bird? Uh, like which to hear? Which which helps T Bird in the game more? I think it's the monkey bed. Yeah. Her her reaction to hearing that was uh, adorable. Yeah, and I also do want to. Uh, I think it was Kim Kippy that when her husband came on, she was like, "He's so cool, isn't he?" Yeah, I think well, that was her, right? Yeah, that was so sweet. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 a cool cool guy, I guess. Seems pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and then Ethan's family is all on the couch together, and uh, his mom is a bit tipsy, and she's not the first. She's not the last person in this episode to be tipsy. Yeah, no, unfortunately not. Uh, she's she seems more than a bit tipsy. Uh, she's tipsy enough for everyone to see through the low quality and resolution of a VHS tape uh, to be able to see uh, how tipsy she is. And I think other survivors call it out. Yes. And Ethan's like pretty embarrassed, but he's also having a great time and seeing his family. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to get to some of the answers that Ethan's family came back with uh yeah. in this in this challenge. And then we meet Tom's uh dad, son, and wife. And his his son is like I've been at the beach, I've been at Hampton, playing a little golf, chasing a little beaver, you know, same old stuff. Over and out, big guy. Kick some And then they have like yeah. a sign together. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, like father, like son. I mean, what else is there to say? He looks like him. He talks like him. He acts like him, probably. Yeah. And then his wife says that uh, she's been riding one of their horses, and she calls him this this old stud because there's no stud for her to ride at home. Yeah. Uh, very shocking to hear that, but... I mean, it makes perfect sense considering who she's married to. And I'm beginning to think that at least a few of the the things we've seen uh, from Tom's behavior will not be nearly as offensive to her as uh, maybe I originally thought when she watches them on TV. I think that's true. Yes. Uh, then we see Kim Powers and her mom is the only one on the tape. And she's just super sweet. Like, she misses her a lot. She's been calling her to hear her voicemail, even though she knows Kim won't answer. And her mom apparently kept having to stop recording because she didn't want everybody to see her crying. Yeah, Jeff made sure to point that out. There were so many cuts because she had to she had to uh, deliver her lines without crying. Yes. Yeah, so that was sweet. Um, and then Lex's kids and his wife... Ugh. Who is just as tatted as he is? Yeah, dang oh, it! You didn't you didn't feel good about about this? No, I did. I don't want to empathize with Lex, and then they show his adorable kids and his loving wife, I and see. Lex is crying, and now I'm I'm feeling emotional. Yeah, I want to keep disliking Lex. Mm-hmm. No, stop this! This is like it, to me, it seems like this is the reason part of the reason that they do this whole segment in each season they're like all right pick someone to hate who are you gonna hate and then they're like oh you hate this person they have a family excuse you 
and you feel awful about it. So thank you, Survivor. Thank you, Jeff Probst. Yeah, and we're going to play a game, which one of Lex kids loves him more? Because one says that he loves him more than ice cream, mm-hmm. and the other one says he loves him very much. Which one is more? Ooh, very much is not quantified. Um, that could be, that could be more than who knows. Ice cream, that child specific. He specified uh, his love for him, which I feel like just based on that, that that's a lot more confident. You know, uh, it's more. It's a more confident display of his love. I agree. Yeah, I think first kid, kid number one, loves Lex more. And then we're going to play another game because his wife says that she can't wait to hug him and kiss him and you know. And so what does she mean when she says you know? Wrong answers only. Okay. Uh, I would have to assume because ice cream is so big in this family. I mean, one child loves their father more than ice cream. Maybe it's eat ice cream with him. Mm-hmm. I think it's get another tattoo. Yeah. Is there room? I think there's room. Yeah. Okay. I think there's always room. Maybe both at the same time. Has that been done before? Tattoo plus ice cream. Maybe a tattoo of ice cream. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's that would be crazy if she could communicate that she wanted to get uh, a tattoo while eating ice cream by just saying, you know. Yeah, I think so. They they just have that connection. Um, yeah, so this is, he, Lex says, you know, this seeing my family was the best reward. The challenge hasn't even started yet, and he's like, this was the best. Uh, but they're going to get to the challenge, and I guess their family was involved in the challenge, but they didn't get a reward with their family, no. I don't think. So the winner is going to go get to watch the migration of the wildebeest, which is yeah. so funny that we talked last week about thinking that the zebras were the wildebeests on a stampede, and in this episode, we see a lot of wildebeests. Yeah, Uh we see Ethan have a very visceral reaction to hearing that there's a chance he might get to see the migration of the wildebeest. His mouth is fully agape. Uh, this is so exciting to him. Did, do you think you would feel uh, a, a level of excitement like Ethan's? I don't know. I think I'd be scared that I was going to watch the live reenactment of the Lion King. There's always that risk. Yeah. Because is the Lion King based on a true story? We don't know this. Is this a recurring story in nature? That's so true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. wouldn't be excited because the migration of the wildebeests doesn't sound as good as like talking to my mom, just trying to earn some points back after the last episode where I said my mom's barbecue was never good enough to slap her. Mm-hmm. I think I think you accomplished that. Um, okay, great. Yes. And yeah, so they're gonna get to watch the migra- migration. Uh, have you seen March of the Penguins? I have. That's with Morgan Freeman narrating. Yes. Yeah. Did you feel like that was an exciting movie? I saw it when I was around eight, and I just wanted the penguins to talk. I just wanted them to have silly personalities. I didn't get any of that, so no. I think you were looking for Happy Feet. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll try that one next. Yeah, so I think it would be kind of like that. Like, and I I thought that movie was very boring, despite Morgan Freeman's amazing narration. So yeah. I I don't know if I would I would be excited. I mean, I think the rest of this safari and the hot air balloon ride is like super exciting though. So I think yeah. overall I would be excited about this reward. I would say maybe if they put Morgan Freeman with them in the hot air balloon for the for the whole ride, he doesn't even have to know what he's talking about. 
he can just talk about the wildebeests and their behavior and i think that would that would make it more fun do you think he would be more fun than rob from england who ends up being the operator of their hot air balloon i i didn't get nearly enough out of rob in this episode yeah hopefully he'll come back later and i'll get a better sense of him yeah so they're gonna play this challenge they get asked four questions the family members get asked four questions about the survivors. We don't, uh, I guess we do see them. Yeah, we do see them answer. So that, that part is fun. Uh, so that really they all get the reward of seeing and hearing from their family a bunch during this challenge. So that, that part is nice. Um, the first question is about their most embarrassing moment. And uh, Kim Johnson threw up on her husband on one of their first dates and he didn't say that that was the answer. That was wild. I think Kim Johnson's really cool husband is probably being a gentleman. He's like, I don't, we don't need to bring that back up. It never happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that's a gentlemanly thing to do. Like, I don't even remember you throwing up on me. Yeah, what? You did? Really? On our first date? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And apparently T-Bird once spilled a drink tray on her first class passengers as, a, as she's a flight attendant. Yeah, I, I, that she must not have very many embarrassing stories from her life because I don't know what, what, if I get a drink spilled on me, which I do all the time, I'm constantly accidentally tripping people and they're spilling things on me, but I'm like kind of fine with it. I'm like, it's all right. I feel bad for them. Mm -hmm. I feel embarrassed to have been in the way of the drink that was spilling. Oh, I think that might be something that you need to work on. It's not your fault. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Brandon. You have no idea how relieving it is to yeah. hear that from you. Because it's constant. It's week to week. I'm getting drinks spilled on me. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, we Yeah, we'll work on that, okay? All right, cool. Yeah. Uh, but they should also work on it, uh, not spilling drinks on you. So, <laughs> And then we get to the first of many answers from Ethan's family that made me laugh, that he says his most embarrassing moment was the curling iron got stuck in his hair when doing his hair for prom yeah and he had to get a haircut but his mom says that uh it it has to be letting in an easy goal in an important soccer game yeah that's hilarious because it seems like such a roast too yeah like like the parents were watching they're like oh my gosh can we're embarrassed with all the parents in the stands watching Mm -hmm. he let that one in yeah and then Tom, we get to Tom. First of many weird Tom moments in the episode. His most embarrassing moment was that he was walking around the house in just his underwear, and the underwear had a stain on it. And then there were like people down in the kitchen, and he didn't know that there were people over. Yeah. I, I wish we would have gotten an age for this because I can I could fully believe that Tom was 42 years old uh, when this happened. Yeah, I don't I yeah, you're right. We don't get an age. I just yeah, I just assumed it was like adult Tom for some reason, but yeah, it very well might have been when he was like 7 and his wife just knows the story by now. But she yeah. says that uh it was he's never been embarrassed. He doesn't get The man has no shame. Yeah. She basically tells us, yeah. which we already knew. Yes. Uh, but Kim Powers was ashamed when she wiped out during a triathlon and uh, yeah. I guess revealed herself accidentally. And her her mom gets this one right, so she takes yeah. the lead. Yep, that's that was a really funny story. Yeah. And then Lex threw up in his college class 
and uh, after going to uh, a happy hour and getting too happy before class. Mm. Th- that I feel like that's very char- a, a very characteristic story for Lex yeah. as a bartender and also someone who drinks in this episode. So it is Lex a bartender? Wait, no, he doesn't. Sorry, I know that I know uh, Tom and Ethan were the ones that were. No, it was Tom and Lex that went uh, drinking. I don't think Lex is a bartender, though. I'm hung up on that. Oh, is he not? What uh, does he do? Let me see. Let me see. I know Brandon was a bartender. This um, is going to prepare me for he was a trivia. He was a marketing manager. Oh. But he made as may as well be a bartender. He would do he, well as a he bartender. He did it at some point. Yeah, he he must have. I mean, he's in his 30s, so he might have done it before. Yeah. Um, then they're going to talk about which physical trait each survivor hates most about themselves to give mm-hmm. them just some boosts in self-esteem. Just, I mean, nothing better than that. Yeah. For Kim Johnson, it's her feet. They get that right. T-Bird thinks it's her hair, but they say her nose, which is also, I feel like, you don't want, them, you don't want them to say something that you didn't say. No. Um, Ethan said, I think my family will think that I love my body fully. But they say, nope, you're embarrassed about your legs. And he's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) He has no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, Tom has lost his hair, or most of his hair, and they get that right. And then Kim Powers uh, is embarrassed about, in her words, small chest, but they say it's your arms. And she's like, also, what are you you talking about? What are you even saying right now? And then Lex is embarrassed about his nose, but they, his wife calls out his back hair. He's like, I got six back hairs. What are you talking about? Yeah. It's no, not that's that bad. Good. I think what these family members have done is that they've been very strategic here and they're like saying, what is something this person will never ever be ashamed of? Because it's like non-existent. Oh, Lex doesn't have back hair. Oh, he's ashamed of his back hair. Mm-hmm. That puts them in the safe zone. So... That's how the families win the challenge. I see. If they get out of this without insulting their uh, survivor family members, then they've won. Hmm. Okay. Well, Ethan's family did not do that because he is very. He thinks that they've they've told him some stuff that he is oh, yeah. not very very thrilled about. A lot of burns from Ethan's family. Yeah. Um, Kim Johnson, in the view of her family, is scared of bungee jumping. Uh, but her thing is much more sentimental, and she's scared of yeah. being old and helpless. Yeah, this uh, this part of the challenge was really funny because it seemed like whenever a survivor would go shallow, the family members would go very deep. And whenever a survivor would be like, mm, spiders, the family would be like, uh, they're, they have an existential fear of uh, death and other people. Yes. Yeah, well, T-Bird is scared of losing her loved ones, and her husband says snakes. Yeah, he's like, I don't know, snakes, I guess? And uh, she's a flight attendant, so do you think it's especially scary for flight attendants to maybe see some snakes on their plane? Yeah, anyone who's seen that movie with Sam Jackson, any flight attendants, that's going to be a fear of theirs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, Ethan's fear is throwing up. I can relate. I do not like throwing up and they get that right tom says none but then they said uh no it's something happening to your son and he's like oh yeah jeff even calls him out he's like you can't argue with that can you he's he like, says, nope. No. nope 
And then Kim's thing is being unfulfilled, but she said spiders, so they get that one wrong. And Lex <laughs> Lex nails it though. He says loss of you know my family members, and they get that right. So through three out of four rounds, Lex has two, and then uh, everyone else has one except for I think T Bird got zero out of three, so she is out. And then they talk about their most crowning achievement, and a lot of family answers here. Kim Johnson's is her family. That's right. Ethan says being a professional soccer player, but they said basically being a high school soccer player on a good yeah. team. Yeah, that's so funny. He's like so annoyed. He's like, you guys think I've done nothing since high school? Yeah. Yep. Tom's son, Bo, is his crowning achievement. They get that right. Kim's. He successfully made a child exactly like himself. Yes. <laughs> he cloned himself. Yeah. Uh, Kim Powers called off her wedding. That is new information. Was Did she say it was the day before, too? I think so. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah, but her mom says her proudest achievement is going to Europe by herself. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to Africa and playing Survivor by herself. That's got to be the next biggest achievement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see if it's a big achievement. That's what her mom's saying. Yeah. We'll see if she comes home with that mill. Mm-hmm. And then Lex's is his two sons, and ding, 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 Lex wins the challenge with three out of four. So his family really, his his wife really nailed this one. She she uh she got all most of the answers right. Yeah, gotta respect it. I don't like that Lex won yet again, but uh, well done. And then uh, the reward segment of this episode takes up a lot of the minutes of the episode. Like this challenge plus the reward is like so mi- so much of my notes is from this, yeah. and it doesn't even re- like really relate to the game that much. It does no, a little it w- bit. It wasn't super interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. In terms of like Survivor, it was like it seemed like a cool trip, I guess. And we, yeah, but yeah, it was it was uh, definitely a lengthy section. Yeah. Yeah, Lex is going to take Tom on the reward. They're going to get to borrow Jeff's personal Visa card. Uh, I hope you got the credit card number down. Oh, yeah. I've been using it. It's still active, by the way, everyone listening. Uh, (laughs) Quick buy, whatever you want to. Make sure it's Survivor-themed or it's going to look suspicious and he's going to get calls uh, while it's still active. Yeah. Uh, so Lex picked Tom because, and I think this is a really good reason, if anyone in the game should see something different and experience Africa, it's Tom. And I agree with that. I think Tom needs to get out more for Lex. Broaden his horizons, as yeah. it were. Yes. <laughs> so they uh, get to go to this nice resort, and uh, Tom is excited that they have a toilet in there. Uh, he doesn't call <laughs> it a toilet calls it a pooper oh Oh, yeah a pooper yeah yeah uh then they 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 hand over the visa card and did you notice how they charged the visa card yeah with like ancient technology yeah what does that thing even do it it probably just copies the number and then they like i don't know i honestly brandon if i can just expose uh, a lack of knowledge that i have Credit cards have been used for like a seriously long time, but like before like Wi-Fi, how does that even work? How can I use a credit card a million miles away and somehow does someone make a call? How does that I, I have no idea. It's it it 
it might be magic. This is a gap in my knowledge for sure of like okay. the the evolution of technology because I saw them do this thing with the credit card and I was like, oh, that's that's fun. Like they just yeah. like did made a cool noise. Like that that's awesome. Now I actually like put it in the chip reader, but uh, it's it's not out. I don't know. I don't know how it Some works. Chips. So listeners, please help us out. We are very ignorant on this topic. Please tell us how credit cards used to work. Maybe we can dedicate a full like sub episode to learning about it. Yeah, we'll have like uh, somebody very knowledgeable about the credit card history on here, and we could have a spinoff. Yeah, some a credit card expert, or like just someone born in the 1970s. Fair. Yeah. Uh, so then they're do- they're doing some just juxtaposition again, which we love on this podcast between the people on the reward and the people not on the reward. Uh, so Kim Johnson and Kip Bowers are just like making a deck of cards because they're just so bored. It's just so boring back at camp. And then uh, Lex and Tom are like having this amazing meal and going on this safari and it's just amazing. Yeah, they're living it up. And yeah, they always show this. It's It seems kind of obvious now at this point. Like we know they're not having a great time back at camp. Uh, I don't I don't really know why they show it except for just to make sure sort of remind us of the survivors back there that they're still there and they're still having to fend for themselves yeah I mean this is a long reward too because like the challenge was early the previous morning and then they're gonna stay overnight and then the next day Mm -hmm. they're gonna go on the balloon ride and so this is like a really long time to only have like four people back at camp right yeah so they go on the safari, um, and Tom has some really mean things to say about somebody he used to date, because he says the wildebeests are as ugly as a girl he used to date. So that's not yeah. nice. It's not nice, but one of the first things he said that might might sound like something that kind of compliments his wife back home, kind of. Mm. By comparison, maybe I don't. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to pull something redeeming out of. Uh, just saying rude things constantly. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, they they're gonna see all these amazing animals. Uh, my favorite was the baby elephant. Has to be, has mm-hmm. to be the best. Uh, but then they get back to their resort and they just drink until they need to go to bed. And uh, Tom is just very drunk and saying really stupid things. Uh, Lex says, I've never drank beer with a mustache before. Yeah. And Tom says, I've never drunk beer with a hippo before. And I love just the immediate cut to a hippo. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of chilling there. Yeah. It's hilarious. I think uh, now that you mentioned Tom's behavior, I think maybe every single thing he said in this episode, every single sentence was sexual or related to sex in some way, like sex and gender. Mm. I think that's true. Yeah, he says he talks about he doesn't like to eat salad because salad is nice for women, but he likes to eat meat. What? I what? love salad. What? Salad's great. Yeah. It's so good. And by the way, this is a huge announcement for a lot of people, maybe. You can put meat in it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You can do both at the same time. It's insane. Wow. We should tell Tom. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure Tom, 20 years later, is still just as anti-salad as he was when this episode aired man i thought tom was like 60 years old 
So yeah, 20 years only, later, geez. He was, only, he was only like 40, though. So. Yeah. yeah. My goodness. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tom is just drinking all night, and he sings a song. Did you like Tom's song? Uh, remind me. Okay, what was he here, singing? here are the lyrics. Okay. Hey, bartender, fix me a toddy. Oh, Big Tom will love everybody. Oh. Don't well, worry about them Crocs. Oh, Big Tom's got some stinky socks. Did he freestyle that song while while drunk? I think so. That's incredible. Yeah. That's poetic. Yeah. Yeah, next, send in, listeners, send in your uh, entries for the Scott Survive Survivor related uh, song in this rhythm that Big Tom made this song in and we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll maybe read some on our next episode oh yeah yeah uh lex needs to take tom to bed because he's had enough and he can't get himself there he can't really speak anymore it's 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 a rough night for tom and yeah. it's it, it says a lot when lex the one who proclaimed that he his most embarrassing moment is throwing up because he had too much to drink in college yeah. is the one being the voice of reason and taking tom to bed yeah yeah, it, that's very true. Maybe Lex has uh, matured some. Tom, we have to assume he has not matured any. We have no other uh, choice. And if he had any shame, this might be his new most embarrassing story from when he got drunk on national television in front of millions of people. And then uh, another man uh, helped him to bed, which was actually, I thought, a really sweet moment, which tend to be uh, few and far between with Tom. Mm-hmm. When he's like, oh, I'm gl- glad you took me and like, I'm glad I took yeah. you. And they're like, oh my gosh, we're best friends. Yeah, and Tom's like, you know, I would have done the same thing for you. It's not that clear though when he says it. Yeah, no, I, you know, I would have done the same thing for you. <laughs> yeah, was- and he's also just going to sleep like in his hat, which he has not, he probably doesn't even know is on his head. <laughs> Yeah, and then they get woken up so early in the morning, and I felt so bad for Tom. I was like, oh, my gosh, that dude, his head has to be killing him. And yeah. uh, But he had, like, a bottle of water and five cookies, and, like, he's ready yeah. to go. Mm-hmm. Just sprung to life like a tardigrade after it's been in space for weeks. I do not know what that means, but <laughs> I believe you. Uh. We'll get into that in our uh, credit card special. <laughs> yes, uh, they're yeah. gonna they're gonna go do the hot air ballooning, which I always seems scary to me. And also, like having the person there, like operating the thing, seems awkward. But they just talk to him, and mm-hmm. I think he's making it seem like they're distracting him, and he's like almost crashing into trees and stuff. But yeah, I think he knows what he's doing. Well, I think Tom said. Or maybe, yeah, I think it was Tom who was saying that, like, he was going to crash into trees, like, several times when we told him to go up. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I tend to doubt that a professional uh, hot air balloon pilot doesn't know when to make it go up and down. It's really just one input, right? You just add flames, and then it goes up. Yes. It's very simple. So I would assume an expert knows exactly what he's doing, and someone talking to him is not too distracting. Yeah. And well, he said the most dangerous thing about a hot air balloon is spilling the champagne when you land. Mm. And that doesn't sound that dangerous. Yeah, was that a joke? Like champagne's flammable or something? And 
might get in the flames. Hmm. I don't think so. I think he's just saying that <laughs> it's not dangerous. It's not dangerous, and uh, you you just gotta. The only thing you have to worry about is don't spill your drink when you land. That's not the only thing you have to worry about. What if the handle gets stuck down, and then you're just stuck going into space? And like the other thing you talked again. about. Like tardigrades. Yeah, like that thing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but the most interesting part of this reward is definitely when they see the wildebeests. Uh, the two wildebeests just running along, and then they get attacked by lions. Yeah. And one of them, uh, one of them, sadly, did not survive the attack. Mm, I was definitely rooting for the wildebeests, even though circle of life and all that. You know, lions got to eat. I want that wildebeest to get away, and he was. He was a fast runner, definitely faster than the lions, but unfortunately we did have a second lion. That's not really fair, you know, breaking the the uh, one versus one rule that they already they had already established. Mm-hmm. And then the wildebeest made an ill-advised zig when he should have zagged, and yeah. he was lion food. That was it. Yeah. But, I mean, imagine seeing that live. Like, that is nuts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they went back and explained it to everyone very boisterously what they had seen and it's not really something that's really that interesting to tell someone that you saw because you know animal planet exists these people have seen stuff like this yeah yeah but seeing it in person from a crazy viewpoint yeah i agree that that has to be insane even rob said that's rob from Af- uh from from england said that that's very rare to see so um, yeah. yeah and morgan freeman probably would have said the same thing <laughs> yes probably would have (laughs) yeah um so they are gonna go back to camp and tom first of all is gonna say like this has given me new life i've done nothing in my life and there's more going on in the world than at my house so who knows whether this led to anything but it's at least a good sentiment well tom watches a lot of animal planet and he thought that it all only took place in his tv and now he's like what they have a real life version too. Yeah. yeah, they do. They do. Tom. Tom's just learning all over the place. Um, so Lex says he is going to win, and he needs to get on his game when he gets back to camp because he's going to win, and he needs to get ready for the game. Is mm-hmm. Lex the leader in the clubhouse right now? I. I... I feel like he is, but it could be taken away from him really easily, and I really hope that it will be. I feel like in this episode, it should have his leadership role should have been taken away, but uh, we had some bad strategic choices from certain uh, survivors that have fun names. Kippy, does mm-hmm. that ring a bell? That rings a bell to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so let's dive into the post-reward section of this episode, which is pretty short. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it is the immunity challenge, which, I mean, Tom is going to be amazing at this immunity challenge. So, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, I think before the challenge, uh, they're just, yeah, they're just telling them about all their amazing adventures. And, you know, I think we've talked about that the people back at camp don't really want to hear everything in explicit detail like it's just gonna make them jealous and so i think they're trying to be pretty careful but i don't know if they're that careful i don't know if they're i wouldn't say they were that careful yeah it seemed like it was more like a gather around tom and lex while they they tell you all about they tell you the tale of the wildebeests 
they like tell us that they want to be like considerate of everybody but yeah. i don't know if they actually acted that out yeah it's it's hard to keep something like that in yeah i mean they're gonna see it on tv i would be like hey like we don't want to like just wait till the wait till the show like we'll tell you some stuff but like it wasn't it, it was cool but we wish we could have been back at camp with you guys or something yeah there you go just yeah. outright lie outright lie yes and T-Bird says that she's not going to strategize until after the challenge. Is this a mistake? Should she be planting seeds before the challenge? Um, I don't think it mattered in this episode. Yeah. I think she planted the biggest seed she possibly could and uh, did a really good job of it. But I don't know. Some people are just stubborn. Yeah. Kippy? Yes. Who? Oh, Kippy. Oh, Kippy. Kippy. Yes, Kippy. Yeah. Oh, man. So they're going to go to the immunity challenge, and they're going to have a bunch of pots hanging up, three for each player, and they're going to throw something called a runga yeah. at these pots. And uh, these looked very dangerous. A skilled warrior could crack a skull. The Samburu warrior, I bet, could use mm. these to crack a skull. Um, An unskilled warrior could sometimes crack a, a pot that was designed uh, to be broken. Yes. Agreed. Um, really, Tom is the only one who is good at this. I yeah. marked down, so there are six people left in the game. Each mm -hmm. one has three pots. So three of the pots are Tom's. And so Tom has 15 pots he's aiming for, and he gets eight of them. Oh, my gosh. I didn't realize it was that many. He got more than half of the available targets. Like, he was the only one that had any sort of skill with this. Yeah. Um Kim Johnson actually hits her own here, yes. uh, which is very symbolic for her voting choice as well, I think. Oh, my gosh. That's a Shooting good one. Shooting herself in the foot a little bit. Mm -hmm. Shooting herself in the pot. Mm -hmm. As they say. Yes. Uh, I think that, that might be a Southern thing when they when they have brunch. That's what they say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sh shoot yourself in the pot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wrote down that they forgot to turn off friendly fire. Oh, in the settings, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Tom, I mean Tom deserves this this win. Like it, it sucks in these types of challenges when like one person is really good, but then like three different people hit one of their pots and they're eliminated. But Tom is clearly the best at this. Yeah, challenge. that man's played a lot of horseshoes and cornhole in his day, I would say. Mm -hmm. And this is somehow closely related to those games. It's just, it's just like throwing a horseshoe. Yeah. And uh, his boil has a name. Did you catch the boil's name? No. What is it? It's Buster. Buster. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. That, that gives a really disgusting image, I think. Yeah. So he gets immunity. And that means Lex doesn't have immunity, which is what they've been waiting for for several episodes now. And they they do absolutely nothing with it because I think they're just one episode too late. Like I think I think the Kim Johnson thing is just too hard <sighs> for them to get her to come over to their side. It's just hard to see. Yeah, I know it's hard to see. I mean, probably especially because you're a T Bird, uh, a T Bird fan here. You're yeah. rooting for T Bird, and and, and she the, made nobody's the best helping play her. She could make honestly. Yeah. And. Kim just has this weird loyalty thing going on. I know. And can't see the forest for the trees, Brandon. Yeah. 
I, she can't see that she's hurting herself by not getting rid of the person that definitely will not keep her in the game at the end. Yeah. Definitely not. Um, yeah. I agree. Um, so back on Motomaji after the challenge, it's day 33, Tribal Council Day. Um, Tom has immunity for the first time. And I think it's Lex talking about how T-Bird is the one to worry about because she's the one who's playing hard. Or maybe it's mm. Tom. Uh, I don't I don't have it written down. Basically, she, he, the, whoever this person is says there's nothing more dangerous because she's willing to try anything to try to get things to go her way. I think it's probably Lex. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. Yeah. And so she wants Kim Johnson to vote Lex. And really all they need is Kim Powers... T-Bird and Kim Johnson because Lex has a, a bajillion votes against him at this point. Yeah. And uh, if he's in a tie with Kim Powers, then he's gone. I was so excited for a, a, a tie against Lex here. Yeah. Even though the show was clearly edited to make us to make it look like Lex had a pretty decent chance of getting voted out, which is always a sign I've noticed that he's not ever going to get voted out. But I believed it. I wanted to believe it. I wanted to believe Lex was going to be gone after this episode and that the ladies would have a way better chance than they do now. Yeah. I mean, we get, like, little hints. Like, they have Tom saying, you know, he took me on that reward, but he still did me wrong in the way that he voted for Frank instead of Brandon and went against yeah. our alliance. So you're like, oh, maybe Tom will even vote for Lex. Right. But they, I mean, they don't need Tom if they Kim need flips. Him. But then they don't need Kim if Tom flips, but neither one is going to flip. I don't even know if, um, but yeah, I guess Kim, uh, Teresa still did vote for Lex, so it was a 4-2 vote. So, yeah, they just needed one person to come over and join their side, but just doesn't happen. Uh, and where it doesn't happen is Tribal Council, so we get tribal there. Tribal Council. Yes. And uh, what did you think of Brandon's outfit? Uh, wearing a full skirt there. Long it seems. skirt. Like maybe, maybe, I don't know, an African skirt. It looked nice. Yeah, I. It. I uh, it was surprising. Yeah. And uh, sure, he rocked it. He did. He did rock it. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, Tom is asked about the reward. Best two days of his life. I think he also said like he doesn't remember some of it. I don't. I don't. I don't know if that was here. But uh, yeah, best yeah. two days of his life. Right. I'm surprised he remembers any of it. I also, just going back real quick, I was very surprised to see how uh, present Tom seemed to be during the, the balloon ride. Mm -hmm. Just after waking up, after being so drunk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was he was into it. I mean, mm -hmm. when a lion attacks a wildebeest, maybe it just yeah whips you back into shape. That, that sobers you up yes. pretty, pretty quick, yeah. I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lex says there's never a dull moment with Tom, and that's true. That's true for us. It's definitely not dull oh, yeah. when Tom's on the screen. Not at all. They go through and talk about the first thing that any of them or that all of them misses about home, and uh, they all have something nice to say about like their family or their the couch, like their home. And yeah. then uh, Tom says cheeseburger. He just says cheeseburger. Yeah. That would be me. Singular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're going to talk about, is everybody proud of their games? 
And Tom says, yes, other than maybe a few moments with Lex on the reward. <laughs> so maybe he is like seeing a little bit of uh, his vices, let's say. Mm, yeah. Well, he's going to see it again in uh, low-res television when it airs for the whole world to see. Yeah, and people are still talking about it 20 years later. Mm, yeah, they are. Yeah. And then T-Bird regrets starting out with the Old People's Alliance at the beginning of the game, but otherwise she feels pretty good about the game she's played. Yeah. she she Honestly, that that feels like a pretty honest answer because she didn't really seem that attached to the Alliance anyway. She was just kind of part of it because, oh, it's the old people and the young people. Yeah. I don't know if not being on that Alliance would have helped her or hurt her, though. I don't know. I think she did like Frank a lot. I wonder if she would have preferred like Frank and Kim Powers to be like her group, maybe with Brandon too. Like mm -hmm. I think that could have been a good group. I don't think she really cared for Silas or Lindsay all that much. Um, but right. I think maybe she would have preferred their tribe to be more like, or less divided by age and just kind of divided by people that she liked more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, then... Lex doesn't have immunity, and it feels different being at Tribal Council without immunity. And so this is another hint that, like, oh, it will feel different when Lex gets voted out because he doesn't have immunity. But uh, he doesn't end up getting voted out. Um, they get a shot of Brandon and Kelly looking at each other and rolling their eyes when Lex says, like, I've gotten plenty of votes in this game, so, like, I don't like the way that feels. Yeah. I wish they would vote him off. I, I wish that they wouldn't just roll their eyes. Well, but I guess they did. They didn't. They just didn't have enough power. Well, Kelly and Brandon are uh, on the jury, so. Oh, this was the jury. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're rolling their eyes because Kelly's probably told the story about how Lex thought that Kelly voted yeah. for him, and so they're like, "Oh yeah, we know you know that you got votes. Like we know you're annoying mm. about it." Yeah, I feel like we've got two people here. Uh, well, actually, maybe Brandon would still vote Lex to victory, but definitely Kelly w would not after <laughs> after what Lex did with trusting his gut and all that. I don't think so. Yeah, I think Brandon might. Uh, I don't think Frank would. And no. yeah, Kelly definitely wouldn't. So yeah. And then Kim Powers, I don't really know. Tough to say. She, she, she loves Tom for some reason. So maybe she would vote for Tom if they end up in the end together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we get to the vote, and so you wanted it to be Lex. Mm -hmm. And I genuinely actually went into this vote thinking that it was going to be Lex and it was going to be a tie, Yeah. and Kim Johnson would make the right decision. I'm now seeing that like Kim Johnson is, she can't play it cutthroat. She's like, these people have been nice to me, so I'm going to be nice to them for the rest of the game. And I don't think she's going to be able to make a decision uh, that's surprising and that helps her strategically, but maybe severs uh, a friendship. Did you so you thought Kim Johnson would be more likely than Tom to flip at this point? Yeah, I don't know. The Tom Lex helped Tom to bed when he was drunk. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't vote that person off. No, especially not like two days later. Maybe like right. the next round, but not mm -hmm. not this one. Because Tom says he forgives but doesn't forget he, he he said that 
in regards to Clarence, but mm-hmm. I have to imagine he thanks people and doesn't forget too. So. Yeah, hmm. that's good. Yeah, that's a good callback. <laughs> uh, I'm glad Clarence got another mention on this podcast. I wish he were on the jury, but I wish he was. He were, he were still in the game. Well, I wish he were at least on the jury. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Lex votes for. Well, we don't see his vote, but he says he's stoked that you made it. That she made it this far. Well, I don't think he says she. But yeah, I'm stoked you made it this far. It's so funny. It's like, it's so condescending. It's so condescending. Like, oh, good job making it this far. Congratulate. It's like, it's like the big company firing somebody. And he just has all this power. He's like, hey, you know, good luck in the world. Good luck out there. We we really liked your, your time here. But um, goodbye. We're cutting your throat. Yeah. Oh, gosh. And that quote in the, the uh, next time on segment. Yeah. And then T-Bird votes for Lex once again. <laughs> I think, is it the second or third time? She's voted for Lex a bunch, which is hilarious. Um, but this time it's because, well, she says you're a strong competitor. So that's why she's voting for Lex. I wonder if she knows at this point that Kim and Tom aren't flipping or if she still thinks there's a chance that they could vote Lex out. Yeah, I I have to assume she thought that it, there's something could have happened like she doesn't know what's going on behind the scenes she, yeah. she made her best play yeah. uh, so there's definitely a chance I think because last time she voted for Frank and she's like she knows that she can't really do anything to change it so it makes yeah. me think that this time she really thought that she had a good chance of having convinced one of them but it was not to be right Yeah. so the votes come in we start with uh, the two Lex votes and then we get the four Kim Powers votes. And so Kim Powers, like you said, it feels like it's just what it's it's not really that Kim gets voted out, it's that Lex doesn't get voted out. I think yeah. it, that that might be what you meant. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it is it is sad to see her go, but it's more like, "Oh, I really thought you guys could have done something there, but you didn't." And because of that it feels like the show's kind of going on a more predictable uh, route, which is crazy to say because in this season they've just been trying to throw wrenches into the works uh, whenever they can. Yeah. But now I'm I'm feeling like okay, the the writing might be on the wall for a couple of these people now. You think our pal T Bird is at the top of the list? I think she is. Yeah. Lex has a tendency to want to cut snakes' heads off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not and that rats. She's, not not that she's a snake or a rat. She's mm-hmm. a wonderful lady, and anybody in their right mind would try to vote Lex off. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens next time. But she is the last person from the original Samburu tribe. So uh, I I guess you know that's something. Your winner pick has never been the last person remaining from their tribe. Uh, your winner pick has never lasted until the final five. Yeah. Oh, so I mean, you picked I'm a top five player at least yeah i i it seems it seems like it shouldn't be that big of a deal because honestly there's a pretty good chance when you pick one out of 16 that they make it to the top five but it feels huge to me just because of the horrible luck i've had with the winner pick so far yeah you had uh the fourth person voted out last season and the sixth person voted out in season one so you're doing a lot better yeah, but I also, in the last season, I incorrectly picked the next winner maybe three or four more times. That's true. That's true. You had, like, 
extra winner picks. And I think season mm-hmm. one, you were picking the person who got voted out in the next episode every time. Yeah. Yeah. So this feels really good. Yeah. This is nice. You will, you will max out at it. Like, I think we've got only two more episodes left in the season. Oh. So if, if T-Bird survives the next episode, you will have made one winner pick that lasted the entire season. And if she yeah. doesn't, you will only have to pick like two total winner picks, which is amazing. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I I kind of don't see her making it past the next episode, but I'm going to be rooting for her all the same. You never know about immunity challenges, too. So she That's could be true. as in danger as possible. And if you have, like, they couldn't vote out Tom if they wanted to. They couldn't vote out, vote out Lex the last two two episodes. You never know. Yeah. She's definitely in the worst spot that she's been in in the game so far. Uh, maybe since the tribe swap, because I think before mm-hmm. the tribe swap, she wasn't in a great place with all the old people getting voted out. Uh, but T-Bird isn't even old, so they might have kept no. her around for a while. Um, scenes from next time, we talked about Lex's quote, and it's about... A man, because he says, If I think that he's in a situation where he's about to screw me over and stab me in the back, I'll cut his throat. Yeah, I don't know why the language needs to be so violent. We are talking about people on a game show with you, Lex. Mm-hmm. Need we remind you? Yeah, I wonder he could go with, uh, if he's about to write my name on a piece of parchment, then I will write his name on a piece of parchment instead. Yeah, that sounds a lot nicer, and it probably very much more closely resembles what will actually happen or he'll just be whiny about this person to everyone yeah um also let's see oh they talk about the reward probably for next week is that one person gets to be an ambassador for a momentous delivery Mm. and the delivery is not what an elephant puts in their in their watering hole (laughs) i think it's a better delivery than that yeah um, that's all I got for episode 12. What do you have to say about Kim Powers being gone? Any final uh, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I'm not that sad to see her go. I am, I'm more sad to see Lex not go. I think she played the game. She played a really solid game. I feel like she was honest and uh, pretty ethical, as Richard might say. But mm-hmm. uh, And I don't think she did anything wrong in this episode that led to her getting kicked off so i think she she played a game she could be proud of for sure yeah yeah she i mean she's proud of her game and she should be is is very good um yeah i had something she you mentioned richard saying playing as ethically as possible i think i think she played yeah i think she played fine she got a little caught up in like brandon voting against like what she thought was voting against their friendship or whatever and like yeah. didn't want to vote with him anymore. That was anymore. a side story. Yeah. Uh, they they didn't have the, the episode for Kim Powers like they had for Frank last week where they're like, Frank rubbed everybody the wrong way and so they voted him out. There was like not, they didn't have anything to say about Kim Powers in the same way. So that that shows well on her, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. She also didn't get a uh, looking into the sunset scene no. to send her off. No, she didn't. Um, at least she got to see the video from her mom first. That was very nice. So, yeah, I think that's it for episode 12. So what does T-Bird have to do to win this thing? She's not in a good place. Does she have to win, or does she have any other avenue? I think she has to win immunity. I think, uh, 
Yeah, I think they're talking in the next time part, they talk about more derision that might be happening. But I think T-Bird needs to win immunity to have a good chance of winning this thing. Well, if they do the challenge where you have to hold up your arm again, then she's in a good position to yeah, win. Yeah, she's set. Yeah, she's set. So, yeah, we'll see. T-Bird, we're rooting for you. Uh, go Samburu, represent. And, uh, yeah, that's it for our episode 11 talking about episode 12 next time we'll talk about episode 13 which is the last episode before the finale so we're closing in on the end of season three and scott you're still you're still here you're still Still here still surviving would you say thriving uh i'm doing my best when lex gets kicked off i'll be thriving okay yes well we'll see what happens next time thank you everybody for listening we're very close to getting to four digits in plays on this podcast. And that is, I never, I didn't think that would happen. I didn't think uh, that many people would listen to us. We're just a couple of random people talking about Survivor 20 years later. So thank you for listening to us and for finding us and for following us on Twitter at SS Survivor Pod, uh, rating us on Spotify um, and all of that. I was on another podcast this week. And I won't say the name of it because I oh well, I will say the name of it. It was Rob and Akiva Need a Podcast, episode one seventy, called Who's My Honey? You can find it on YouTube or Spotify if you just want the audio, but it was a lot of fun. And uh Rob in Rob and Akiva is Rob Cesternino from Survivor. So if you know who that is, uh it was really cool for me to be on that podcast. But Scott can't know that, so I went oh, in in, uh, in post and added added that uh, podcast name in. So go check that out. I was on their most recent episode and uh, had a lot of fun with, with my wife, Caroline, as well on that podcast. So a lot of fun. Check that out. And, uh, yeah, hopefully it leads to more people listening to us because I got to talk about this podcast on that podcast. So, um, yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll see you back here next time for episode 12. Take care. See ya. Bye.